live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Lobs in zone for Stoops. He caught it. He caught it. Drake Stoops touchdown with Bob Stoops on the sideline. You gotta be kidding me! What a moment! It's the T Row in the morning show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Ball stolen, layup blocked by Shagwa. Get that out of here. Rock the Shagwa. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Law Offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution line at 405-329-9000. Casey Thompson back to pass under pressure. We got him! Danny Stutzman! It's a sack! Crossover, Cortez. Pivots in the paint. He'll shoot from there, and he got it! He got it! It's the Bichon Show in Norman! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Two seconds, one second, it's over. The Peacocks did it again. First they stunned Kentucky, now they topple Murray State 70-60. to And St. Peter's, who had never won a tournament game, is now off to the Sweet 16. Driving right side, picks it up, pulls up for a 12-footer, bounced off no good. Williams tips the rebound, Scott gets it, feeds off inside to Matty Williams who scores. Right wing, Goldwire drives to the rim, kick corner, Marvin. Pump fake, he'll drive, he floats one up, missed it short. Rebound, Oshuniyi throws it up to Lofton, and that's your ball game. And St. Bonaventure wins it 70-68 to in the second round of the NIT. Drill deep to center field, 100! The 100th career home run in the illustrious career of Jocelyn Olo! OU softball just like, I don't even know what the word is, pummel? Stupid. It's just stupid. I mean, Holy is this even cow. fun anymore? I, is this like what they're doing to teams? Is this? I don't know. I, it's just so dominant. It's a travel team taking on a team that was signed it's up the and Harlem put together. Yes, it's 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 unbelievable what they're doing. It is just ridiculous. 24 and 0 with 20 run rules. They beat Iowa yesterday. Iowa 20 to nothing. I have no idea how good Iowa is. It's a Division 1 softball team. <laughs> it was the, the team that Chris said would give them the best challenge this weekend, he thought. <laughs> let me uh let me see if I can uh, find their schedule here. I know where it is. There's this. Have you ever been to Soonersports.com, TJ? Uh, they got all those, They got rosters, schedules. <laughs> Hundreds of times a day, seven days a week, yes. 25-0. and 0. Here's the scores from this weekend. You ready? 10-1. to 1. That was a tight one. That was the tightest game of the weekend. <laughs> they beat Sam Houston 10-1, to 1, run rule in five innings. 15 to 1 over Indiana, 11 nothing over San Diego, 8 nothing over Houston, 20 nothing over Iowa. I mean that's the whole season, you guys know that. You've been following this. Learfield this paying Chris for full games. I think they need to renegotiate some things with this contract. 
it really is crazy. Like they they play they they play in like an hour and twenty minutes, five innings. They never play seven innings. They win every game. Meanwhile, like by the time they finish a complete game, we're in the fourth. <laughs> we're slogging through you and uh, uh, Taylor Maple's beloved long baseball games. Uh, three and a half, four hours. I was. Was there a curfew pitchers. yesterday? By the way, no. I was. I was. I they was. Bust. I was wanting uh, a uh, extra inning game so bad because I wanted to see if you would just get up and walk out at the uh, in the middle of what a <laughs> like twelfth inning to head over to basketball. Kurt, well, there's people up there actually discussing it. Like, what well, this thing goes like some extras. Like, does he just get up and walk out, or we got a con- uh, contingency plan here? <laughs> what's, what's going we, on? We had a but we had a plan. We okay, had a plan. okay. <laughs> but you're right. Oh, just just dominant. Just absolutely. Ridiculous dominant. It's not even dominant. Yeah. It's just no. It's an all star team. Yeah. Uh, they're at Kentucky. By the way, they've added a game Tuesday night at Kentucky. Now I don't know how good Kentucky is this year. Traditionally, they've been good. As you said that, uh, Sean just texted me says Kentucky should be good. A good game Tuesday. So you buying you that? What's a good game like? Yeah, I, like what they don't mean? run yeah. rule? Are, they, I mean, are we going to play seven innings? Right. That's my question. I mean, wouldn't you at this point just be absolutely flabbergasted if they lost? <sighs> flabbergasted, no. I mean, it's unbelievable what they've done because this is a sport where you just, like baseball, you just lose sometimes even if you're better. I mean, it's just, you have a bad pitching performance, you have a couple of errors, You uh, another team just hits well that day, whatever it may be. That's This has been so dominant that I'd be shocked. Flabbergasted, I don't know if I can go that far yet. I don't know. I'm looking at this past <laughs> week. Kentucky lost three in a row this past oh, week to they? Miami and two to Alabama. So they're 20-5, and five, but this smells like a 15 nothing run rule to me. So maybe we get a, like a 6-2 to two game, and that's... That would be nice. That'd be competitive, yeah, compared to six what they've to been. 6-2 to two would be nice. Yeah, yeah. that'd be nice. No, I mean, they're just an absolute juggernaut. An absolute juggernaut. How about and the... Uh, Jocelyn Allo hits number 100 yesterday in the photo. Oh, yeah, that's what I was about to say. That Wilt Chamberlain uh, photo was awesome, yeah. I don't know if that was marketing or media relations or who, Patty or who came up with that idea, but that was really well done. Uh, okay, where do we want to go from here? Um, let me update you on the bracket challenge. We are, we, first and second rounds are done. We're, we're to the sweet 16 for the men. And our big ref bracket challenge is starting to take shape. I'm going to give you the top nine, uh, well, top 10. Here's our top 10. There's a tie for first between dots and cuts. And seven books. I'd love to know what that means. 500 points. Those two teams are in the 100 percentile nationally. But seven books has Baylor as its champion. So that's, that's it. TJ, your mom is in third place with 490 <laughs> points. And then a big tie for fourth. Uh, RLJ21. 
MCTT, Smiling Dog, Sooners Rock, Big Rob, Adam George 10, 4OU Nathan, all tied with 480. Those are the top 10. As for our hosts, I've gone through TJ and tried to pick out our hosts. I cannot find a bracket for Parker or Teddy. I saw Parker yesterday looking through. I don't know if I ever saw one for Teddy. Let me know if you could find Parker in there. I've looked twice and couldn't find him. I'll look and see if I can find him again. It appears to me that TJ is in first place among our hosts right now. Dominating first place. I wish you would say that correctly, please. I'm sorry. Dominating first place with 460 points, TJ. How do you feel? I feel great. I'm sitting pretty. If my national title pick hits, I think I win the whole thing. Because everyone in front of me has Gonzaga or uh, Kansas. So... No one in you front of me has Arizona. You have your entire Final Four still alive. Yes. Arizona, Kansas, Gonzaga, and Purdue. Mm-hmm. And your champions, Arizona. Sitting pretty. Sitting pretty. How about the Miami pick by you? I, I was on in it Miami early. I told you Auburn? early on, and you got on me, and I said, no, they're going to beat Auburn. I could just see it playing out that way. Sometimes I just have visions. I, I mean, I got nothing to say but just give you kudos because uh, you're doing a great job so far. Um, you got Duke and Gonzaga over there. You got Texas Tech winning. Boy, you got a really good-looking bracket. Who'd you copy off of? Did you pay someone to help you fill this out, or is this all on your own? Every year I'm good at the bracket challenge. I don't know why. I just can visualize it when you it comes out. You don't hardly watch any college basketball, so why is that? Like how do you I know much who's more than uh, you give me credit for, but I just have a feel for it as I'm filling out the bracket. I don't know why. I can just hmm. I didn't see the St. Peter's this year, so they got me a little bit. But and hey, hey, this St. is Peter's the one year, year too that I don't have North Carolina basically going to the Elite Eight or the Final Four, and it's the one year that I needed to have them knocking off Baylor. But I just I did not think they would beat Baylor, so. Credit them. What about that game? I was listening to it on the way back from Texas Saturday. Gosh. That was a wild game with the whole Brady Manic situation and the, the even uh, they kept cutting to Doug Gottlieb for whatever reason. Like in game, they would cut to Doug Gottlieb in studio, yes. and Gottlieb was just going nuts, saying, "This is the worst officiated game I've ever seen." Yeah. And he was just losing his mind. It was terrible. Yes, it was terrible. Um. I have heard some of the Westwood One stuff, too. You're listening on satellite radio? Yes. Uh-huh. I think I could say this this year since our team's not in it, so it doesn't sound as self-serving. It's a crime what they do in the postseason. It is. It really it is. is. I'll, I'll have your back night, on that. I would have absolutely loved to listen to Brian Estridge call that TCU game last night. And I can't. Nobody can Westwood One and the NCAA come in and they cut off all the local broadcasts in the postseason and nobody can hear them around the world. And they force you into these Westwood One broadcasts with some of those guys are good, but a lot of them are, have never watched college basketball year. A lot of them are NBA guys who don't even know the rules. I was listening to, I think, Will Purdue call a game last night. And there was some rule he was talking about in the NBA that didn't even apply to college. I was, it's just. And then they, yeah, they go to this studio with Doug Gottlieb on there, and he's whatever. It's just terrible. 
I mean, some of those guys are good. Don't get me wrong. Some of those play-by-play guys are good. It's just it's so much better if you can hear the passion of the hometown broadcast, you know? And uh, Well, the guys that know the team, that know the personalities, they know. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's it's, I'm with you on that. You can't hear pregames or postgames or, yeah, just the knowledge of the teams. You got these guys who haven't seen these teams all year long. All of a sudden they're sitting down going, they're mispronouncing names, and it's just, it's a shame. Hey, did you know that this Jacob and Tanner guy were brothers? If they my were, cousin, if they were in the tournament. My cousin lives in uh, South Carolina. He texted me during that game and he goes, "Hey, did you guys know this uh, Brady Manic guy that's playing for North Carolina?" I was like, "Yeah, uh, they pretty much chased him out of Norman." <laughs> <laughs> that that was a shame Saturday because he was on pace to go for forty or fifty points. He was unconscious. He was he was just tearing that game apart and. You know, I didn't, until I got home, I didn't see the elbow, and then I was like, oh, I don't know about that. So, um, boy, that was a shame that he got removed from that game because he was unbelievable up into that I point. hope they have an officiating clinic this offseason and help everybody figure out what flagrant fouls are. Because <laughs> it was so wildly officiated differently this year across the board. What you what ah that's nothing. Ah, that's it. You're out of the game on that. Ah, that's not a big deal. Uh yeah, that I mean twenty five point lead and it completely evaporated. And then they found a way to win it. So that was an unbelievable basketball game. But man, can you imagine if Brady was still on this team? Or Cam McGusty? Or Londis Williams? <laughs> There's some other guys that aren't on the team anymore that I won't add to that list, but there are some really, really talented guys that ended up going elsewhere. Mm, Brady, good for Brady. I, I will forever be a Brady Manic fan. Love that kid. And uh, he did some great things while he was here, and he took a lot of abuse while he was here. I'm not talking to everyone out there. You know who you are. You, afternoon show, I am talking to you. you. Are. I am talking to the afternoon show. <laughs> They may be personally responsible for Brady Manick being in North Carolina right now. because He may be responsible for him having counseling sessions still. Yeah, so, yeah. I can't tell you how many conversations I had with either the coaching staff or with Brady going, dude, what's the deal with your afternoon guys? Why, are they, why do they hate Brady so much? I was like, listen, I can't control it. I don't know. Brady's like, what What did I do to those guys? I don't know, Brady. You've only made 200 three-pointers in your career, but... For whatever reason, Teddy thinks you're soft. So, so anyway, he's in North Carolina now, and he's killing it, and they love him, and he's a folk hero over there, and I hope he goes a long ways. Yeah, they're, they're playing well. They're playing really well right now. Hey, we got distracted, by the way. Where are you at in the bracket challenge? I don't know that we mentioned where you were. Stand by. Stand okay. by. Uh, you're the, uh, among the hosts, you're the top at 460. Then we got Perry, the sales again. guy, 440. Trevor LaFoon has 420 points. He and Mike Steely have 420. They're in 119th place. Chris Plank and Josh Helmer have 410. Uh, I've got 390, but pretty much in the best spot of anyone right now. Drake has 400. He's right in front of me. And then uh, pulling up the rear, Tyler McComas at 380 and Connor Pasby uh, at 350. It's been a rough first tournament for connor yeah not not a good showing i looked through there i'm not seeing parker so i'm wondering if he's under a different name because i heard him say that he was in so 
I'm way back. I need Purdue to win it all to have a chance. I, I had a bad uh, last two days. I was pretty good after round one, but the mm-hmm. last two days have done me in. So I need Purdue to win it all to have it. I don't think a lot of people have Purdue. So if Purdue, Purdue could yeah, win that'll, it. Yeah, that'll launch look, up quite a bit if that happens. They look, they've looked pretty good so far. I think they got a shot. Uh, we'll see. All right, let's hit those Sweet 16 matchups when we come back. It's a Monday edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby Exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so pleasant about that place. Even your emotions have an echo. T-Row in the morning show. Brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Terry and Jackie Saxon, home of the $8.99 listing fee. They will list your home for free this month, though, if you're buying and selling a home. For more info on that, call Terry, 405-361-3380, or visit saxonrealtygroup.com. Okay, I was told in that break by Drake, Parker's team is Get Off My Lawn. Which we, That's a uh, great name. Which was a great name. L-O-N. He's, he's got 410 points in 162nd place right now. I was then told by someone punk. else who Teddy had picked, and it was a team that not a lot of people picked. So I started scrolling through, and I said, all right, he's not Cali Sooner. He's not Stephen OKC. And then I came across a team called Gundy's Pet Turtle, and I said, that's got to oh, be Teddy's it. team. That's it. <laughs> so I'm who saying, did he pick? Uh, Texas Tech. So there weren't a whole lot of Texas Tech, so it was. I scrolled through and I said, "Well, if he's got a team on here, that's What's got his to points? be his." Um, I can't remember. I didn't write that okay. down. So he was way down, though. He was he was pretty far down. So Gundy's uh, <laughs> pet turtle's got to be Teddy. <laughs> if it's not, and uh, I'm, hey I'm giving hey him credit God. for someone else's hey. team. Sorry. So uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Let's hey, see fella. here. Tell Mike to quit crying and go get him a big boy ice cream cone. <laughs> How about Mike woke up 6 o'clock in the morning decided to cause some trouble today on a Monday? <laughs> you know he hung up and he's like, <laughs> hey, can you hear me? Am I on the air? <laughs> Tell Porter to quit crying. He can't even win the NIT. <laughs> Told the boys at the coffee shop I was going to do that. I did like the fact that he shared something nice with us yeah, before. Yeah. <laughs> Go get some ice cream, Toby. Talk some trash. <laughs> uh, this texter says, crazy to see a 10-11 matchup in the Sweet 16. Iowa State, Miami bo- both playing uh, well. How in the world is Iowa State in the Sweet because 16? Because no one can score on them suddenly. They're great defensively. They are great defensively, but those games have been just atrocious to watch. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I, That's I every Iowa State game. I know. Year. The one game, I think it was like 16-12 uh, to 12 or something at halftime. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little, but oh, my goodness. No, the Wisconsin-Iowa State game set basketball back a decade. <laughs> Gosh. But they just get it done, man. They just wear on you, wear on you, wear on you, and then they but make they the shots playing. that they uh, need at the end. They were playing awful basketball coming into the tournament. They were. And they've turned it around. 
Let's see here. Also on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, as a fan base, we have to be better next year. We need to stop being so negative about everything surrounding college basketball and the Lloyd Noble Center. We need to get out there and match the energy Porter is providing. We have a good coach. Can't lose him because of our apathy. Good attitude. I, I mean, I agree in general, and I think that I, I don't know what it's like anywhere else. We're all coming out of this pandemic thing, and everybody's a little grumpy, right? Teach, right? I mean, just not not just in sports, like across the planet, we're all just a little grumpy. And uh, I think you saw that a little bit, like just like basketball, base. Somebody was yelling at one of our players yesterday at the baseball field about something. I was like, dude, it's not, it's your team. Well, come on, I can yell if I want to. It wasn't you. I don't think it was you. Maybe it was. But, I mean, it's just like, come on, man. Everybody – so I think that's what was so encouraging about the NIT crowds was, uh, man, they were great. I did want to yell at Skip at one point yesterday. So, hmm. when he was trying to have uh, Jackson Nicholas bunt, I think that I was – I thought that was this... a great idea. Oh, my goodness. You need base runners at that point. You, uh, you need He's trying runs. to bunt for a hit. The third baseman was deep on him. Well – all right, I'll give you that, but I'm just He's like... He's butted his way aboard several times but this year. I'm just You're like, down six. you got to have base runners. Let that kid swing away the way he's been hitting, and sure enough, he got two strikes on him and uh, swung away and, uh, and got him a base well, hit. But this much, I guarantee you, Skip had nothing to do with it, <laughs> and Jackson Nicholas probably did that on his own. <laughs> well, then I need to yell at him. Well, I, I, if you're the one that yelled, that's the exact situation that happened. You're down six. Why are you bunting? He's trying to get aboard. <laughs> I thought it was in my head. I didn't know, I didn't know it came out loud. I didn't well, know it came out, out loud. Baseball. Learn baseball. He's trying to get aboard. He's trying to get a hit and get on base so that Peyton Graham can hit a three-run home run behind him. He's not sacrificing. He's sacrificing. Idiot. He's sacrificing. He's not trying to it move. It was garbage. It was a garbage decision. Third baseman is deep. And he's fast, and he's coming out of that left-hand batter's box, and he's bunted his way aboard a few times. He's trying to get on. He ended up getting a hit, by the way, in that yeah, at-bat. That was, the right, that was the right thing to do, get a hit in that at-bat. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, Everybody who's playing along up there trying to, like, manage as we go. You should do this. You shouldn't do that. Same thing in basketball. Why don't they do this? Dude, just enjoy the game. Well, there was nothing Root enjoyable about team. that game yesterday. Well, that's true. But, like, root for your team. I do root for my team. I had somebody like uh, I'm not going to say who this is. It was it was not a coach. Was talking to someone in OU baseball about the OU Texas thing. It was like, yeah, some fans are mad that we're we're moving. It was like, well, they don't cheer for us when we're at home. They they heckle their own players when they're at home. So maybe they'll have more luck down in Arlington. Now they're they're talking about one or two people. Most right. of the crowd is there Most cheering the crowd, along, crowd supportive kind of and cheering. But and... they hear it. They hear it. They hear it. Like, yeah, heck, well, I mean, being at home, we get heckled by our own fans. So we're going to go play in Arlington. That has nothing <laughs> that, to do that with was the not, decision. That was not the decision, right? <laughs> no, it wasn't. But I'm saying the players are like, yeah, we don't care. We get we got more fans that are going to roll out in Arlington, and they're going to cheer for us. So, anyway, this... that's an attitude that's got to change. The uh, this uh, air cover solution sex says, "Hey TJ, is it true that your front uh, yard of your house is decorated by foul balls shagged by Bronx at Sooner baseball games? We've got a lovely, lovely statue out front made of baseballs." Yes. I said that on the air yesterday that your uh, circle drive is paved with foul balls. 
from OU base, baseball games. It's a little bumpy, but it's really cool to look at. Yeah, they. Uh, I can't brought... believe you guys keep all those. He gives them to other kids and stuff, but what else are we supposed to do with them? Give them back. I have a kid that plays baseball uh, constantly. We well, use those baseballs. Need? We use them constantly. We use them uh, well, how for many practice. Do you have? Um, I would guess. I don't know. It, it's I have a big bucket full of them. The big white bucket full of them. Just one bucket? Just one bucket, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll keep trying to raise money for that uh, new stadium renovation. (laughs) I love the fact that seating was general admission in the LNC and Coach Switzer was sitting near courtside. Everyone said, here comes the king. Let him sit where he wants. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, Sweet 16 matchups. You ready? Yes. Um, Let's see. Thursday, you've got Arkansas and Gonzaga. They're playing in San Francisco. Good game. Gonzaga messed around, almost got beat the other night. And you've got uh, Duke and Texas Tech. The top four seeds all make it through in the West. One, two, three, and four. Gonzaga, Arkansas, Duke, Texas Tech. Two big-time games Thursday night. San Francisco. San Antonio Thursday night. You've got the two-seed Villanova against Michigan and the one-seed Arizona against Houston. I'm not happy Michigan's still playing. Then on Friday in Chicago, Kansas against Providence and Miami against Iowa State. (laughs) That's a 10-11. Kansas has left in its quadrant, in its bracket, Providence, Miami, and Iowa State. I mean, you could very well have Kansas and Iowa State for a spot in the Final Four. Iowa State was the sixth seed in the Big 12 tournament. And in Philadelphia Friday, Purdue against St. Peter's. What a story. UCLA and North Carolina. St. Peter's. I got a guy named Doug with a mustache. It's not a real team. UCLA and North Carolina. We got to talk about St. Peter's coming up. 7.33 in the morning. When we come back, Jenny Baranchek's postgame chat after her team advances to round two of the NCAA tournament. We'll be back. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Big win for your team. It wasn't easy. IUPUI play well. You did a much better job on Macy Williams in the second half. She only had three after halftime. Well, you know, honestly, what I told Austin after the game was I've been on that side of bad seating, and they're not a 13 seed, so they're a very good basketball team. Um, And so, uh, you know, what a battle. But this is the NCAA tournament. This is what it's supposed to be like. Um, No, I I think Macy Williams, I think she's incredible. I actually thought she was even better in person probably than I even did on film. Um, And I knew she was good. But the way that she just rebounds that basketball, Man, she was she was really good, but I I do agree that that we did a much better job in that second half. 
And, Taylor, you guys got going offensively second half, particularly you. You get all, all four of your threes in the second half. What opened up for you there? Um, I think our transition game, that's where I got a lot, and we were able to hit people on screens, and my teammates set, set me up really good and set screens for me, and that got me open. This was another game where it looked like you're going to pull away. You're up 14. Mm-hmm. They make a run. Mm-hmm. Showed how gritty they are, and you guys had to respond. You've had so many close games this year. This is just like another night at the office. No, I think you're right. And, and you know, and they have too. I mean, they've, they've had some comeback games as well. I mean, they were down 18 in the fourth quarter at Iowa and came back and won that game. And so, you know, um, you knew it was in them. You know it's in us. So that's this is March basketball. This is what it's supposed to be like. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really I'm really proud of us. And there's some definite learning moments as well. It wasn't always pretty, but it was a win on Saturday night, late, late Saturday night. Uh, Stayed up to watch that game. And a great crowd at the LNC, 78-72. What a game tonight, 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock, second round tonight. I think students are free. Did I see that yesterday, TJ? I think they're letting all the students in free. Um. Oh, you Notre Dame. Notre Dame, the five seed, Oklahoma, the four seed. Winner advances to the women's Sweet 16. We've had some upsets on the women's side of things. Baylor got knocked out yesterday, Teach. A two seed. How about that? It was not a good weekend for Baylor in men's or women's basketball or baseball. They lost two of three to TCU at baseball at home. And another number two seed, Iowa, got beat by Creighton yesterday. So a couple of big upsets on the women's side of things. Sooners and Irish at 5 p.m. tonight in the Lloyd Noble Center. These two teams have run into each other in the NCAA tournament before. Uh, I believe Tyler DeLuca. Drake, let me know if you uh, got that booked. I believe Tyler DeLuca will join us again at 8.05 this morning. He was really good on Saturday or Friday preview in uh, the women's game for us. Yeah, from OU Knightley. So uh, we'll have him on to talk a little women's hoops uh, going on. Who you got, Teach? OU Notre Dame. I think it's going to be a tough game. I'll pick OU in a tight one having the home court. How about St. Peter's, TJ? Unbelievable. Never won a tournament game before, and they're sitting in the Sweet 16, and you, you'll watch them, and you're like, how the heck is this team won these two games? I don't uh, think I've ever heard of St. Peter's before. I'm, I'm not joking. I haven't. That's why I keep joking. Like, is that a real school? Because I don't know that I had before this tournament. Um, they fight. They're scrappy. They uh, they don't back down. That's for sure. Um, I got the kid, like I said, named Doug with a goofy mustache. And you look at him and you're like, that kid's not an NCAA basketball player. But there he is. And he's in the Sweet 16. And he's made key plays at the end of games for them so great story now it's time to go home though you know how i feel about this i think you're going to get your way i i do not see how they have any chance against the size of purdue i would Purdue's think so maybe the biggest team in the country they're massive uh it makes no logical sense anyway that st peter's would have a shot against purdue but I probably would have said the exact same thing. Maybe I did against Kentucky, and they won that game. Yeah. So, uh, I, I'm i in a real quandary here. I love Cinderella, 
But I got Purdue winning the national championship in my bracket, and and I love, and I'm a Purdue fan. I'm a quasi Purdue fan too. So I think I got to root for Purdue here. But it's one of those. I guess I'll I'll view it as a can't lose situation. If Purdue wins, great. If St. Peter's wins, I mean, I mean, one of, it's already one of the great stories in the NCAA tournament, and they could just continue the uh, the magical carpet ride, I guess. But the Peacocks. They play in the, what is it, the Run Baby Run Arena? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. I don't think anything's true about them. I think someone just put them in as a joke. They're not, they're the like fact a that they beat travel Kentucky. ball team or something. <laughs> That made it even better, you know. Yeah, be, you know, yeah I mean that's what made it great. Good, but it's Kentucky. It's mm-hmm. John Calipari. It's all these blue bloods. It's all these future NBA guys. And St. Peter's runs out there and beats them. That's the dance. That's March Madness right there. Gra- that's gra- why we love it. And Grandpa uh, that plays on this team will be sitting there in thirty years. Like, no, seriously, I played on a team and we beat Kentucky. <laughs> Grandpa, stop it! You didn't play. What school did you go to? St. <laughs> Peter's. That's not even a real school. <laughs> At one point this weekend, we had St. Peter's and St. Mary's advancing, and we had Sister Jean on the TV rooting for Loyola. I was like, man, God's working in mysterious ways in this tournament so far. But then Sister Jean got knocked out. Loyola couldn't hit a shot, man. I had my Sister Jean bobblehead and everything, and it didn't help. It didn't help. I don't think they got to 40. Their star player is like one for 17. That was not not a good performance by them. Uh, what are we to think of OU baseball, TJ, after that weekend? Uh, say lost that. two of three. Let's say that. If people don't know. Uh, uh, seven and two homestand, but they lost two of three this weekend to New Orleans. Uh, same thing. Gotcha. Opening a series. The the. Bullpen, let you down. Friday night, lose that game in extra innings. And uh, then Sunday, man, I, they just didn't do much of anything right. Uh, they just didn't no. play very well all the way around. So they just did not execute uh, when they needed to. They did not perform well in the field. They did not pitch well. So I don't know where to put them right now. I don't feel real confident, you know, after this midweek game. By the way, I haven't looked at the forecast. Are they supposed to get all the rain we're supposed to get? Uh, yeah, the next tomorrow night days? does not look good in Wichita. Um, but anyway, then you roll into Big 12 play, so I'm not feeling real confident. The pitching's got me concerned a little bit. So, I think that's fair. Yeah. Jake's been great consistently. I mean, you've got three Friday night games you should have won, and you'd be thinking probably completely different about this team. And you set some of those series going forward a little bit differently. Well, they with did win mindset. a lot of those. They did win some of those. Just Jake didn't get the win. But um, last Friday they didn't. Right, right. Like the Auburn game they won. He just got a no decision. Uh, maybe that's the uh, only one. But, yeah, you're right. You feel good about Jake, but the other two weekend starters have been hit and miss. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everybody out of the bullpen's been hit and miss. There's a couple of guys right now that have pitched well. Keegan Allen is coming on for him. Kate Horton should be joining the party maybe this weekend. Maybe that helps a little bit, but you got you 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 don't feel great about the arms all of a sudden. Yeah, Jarrett Godman's you know kind of been all over the place. Javier Ramos, so I'm just not real confident in him right now. 
The Bats have been pretty good. Yesterday was not a good day for them. Mm-hmm. The Bats, though, have been pretty good, but they're, they're, they've got a growing injury list. And they're losing guys right and left, it seems like. Trent Brown yesterday. Squires and Pettis are out. Jimmy Crooks has got a little something going on with his hand. Um, and then they committed four errors yesterday, so it was an ugly day. No, I don't think I don't know. You can come out of yesterday feeling real great about anything, but um, it is baseball. It could change quickly, and I don't know that it's the worst thing in the world for that midweek game to get banged and they just get healed up and feeling better before Baylor comes to town this weekend. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. That I, I, I would argue against that happening, so that's why I was asking how the it. forecast looks. They'll try to play it if they can. I'm just saying, if it if they can't, it might be a blessing in disguise. And I'm sure they try to reschedule it on down the line if possible. But yeah, it was yeah, it was a it was a disconcerting. How about that? Yes, a disconcerting weekend for OU baseball. That New Orleans team, though, man, they had some good. big, thick, stocky dudes. Man, they they had some guys that were uh, fired up. They were excited. Their fans, the they had one little row of fans up there at that upper. Uh, concourse it's right above the concourse and well they were fired up the whole game they were yeah they cheered were, for their guys they were yelling and yet screaming yeah so interesting um all right <laughs> we'll take a break kurt quit yelling at the players like it's one guy but the one guy everyone in the ballpark here <laughs> is it kurt that does that <laughs> i'm putting it on kurt yes I don't kurt puts everyone in a bad mood up there i don't think it's kurt that yells at <laughs> I would not. I would not say anything if I thought it was Kurt. So I, if it's Kurt, I apologize. We'll take a break. Seven forty-eight. Back after this. What others say, they think we don't listen anyway. This hour of the T Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. in the morning show on the ref saxon realty group brings you this hour listing your home for free in the month of march if you're buying and selling a home terry can give you more information on that terry saxon 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com air comfort solutions text line this is one of those that uh, toby loves right here congratulations to the baseball team this play uh team played good uh, as good as it could expected under the circumstances with the players that bailed after Lon retired in the Harkless injury. The baseball team is another story, in my opinion. They floundered under Skip, and I think will continue to do so. He is obviously a good assistant, but isn't cut out to be a head coach, especially moving forward into the SEC. I've never heard anything like his post-game interview with Toby on Friday. OU baseball deserves better than that. I didn't hear that post-game. Hmm. I'm trying to think. I don't remember anything remarkable about it, but I can't remember it, honestly. All right. What you got next? Uh, after four seasons of uh, uh, on NFL average completion percentage, Tom Brady 61.7%. Baker Mayfield 61.6. Yards, Tom Brady 13,919. Baker 14,125. Touchdowns, 
Tom Brady, 97. Baker, 92. Interceptions, Tom Brady, 52. Baker, 56. Stats almost identical, and Baker took over a team that won four games in the previous three seasons. Why is the national media banging on Baker? Um, Deshaun Watson, 28 and 26 as a starter. Baker, 29 and 30. What am I missing here? Why is Watson in and Baker out? What do you think, Teach? Baker didn't do himself any favors trying to be tough last year, I guess is the right word to say. He should have accepted the fact that he was hurt and, and sat out when he needed to sit out. I, I think it. I think people think that's who he was now because the NFL is what have you done for me lately. They don't sit there and look at the past seasons. They don't look at his rookie year when he came in and lit it up and did the things that he did for him. He does they don't look at the year uh before when he led him to the first playoff win in forever in Cleveland and played outstanding football. It's what have you done for me lately and he looked horrible at the end of last year. He was hurt. Um you could tell he was hurt, but he kept rolling back out there and trying to trying to play. Which Cleveland fans probably appreciated. Um I don't know what you're missing with the Deshaun Watson thing. I don't get it. Like, I'm I'm willing to say Deshaun Watson's probably the better quarterback, but he hasn't played in a year, and he's just got a tremendous amount of baggage that he's coming in with, that you're still dealing with. The whole junk that they put out over the weekend about the extensive background check and all this that they did, and then you find out they never even spoke to the lawyers of any of the women that they represented or none of that was even done. So I don't know that to me, Cleveland completely butchered this thing in the way that they handled the entire process. The wording of some of the stuff that slipped out from Chris Mortensen saying they didn't want a child at quarterback. And then you're, you're going and chasing a guy that has just all this off the field turmoil and just bad look that, I don't know. I don't know what this person's missing. I don't know why they're so anxious to move on from him. I don't know if there's something in the locker room with Baker that we don't know about, that maybe we don't see that they deal with and they were done dealing with him. I, I don't know. I I would prefer a healthy Baker Mayfield and what you had built with him going forward, but I don't have an answer for that texture. He's cocky. Baker's cocky, definitely. And I can't, I can't do anything about your comparison to Deshaun Watson. That's a whole That's a different, different thing. bowl yeah. of, I don't know what you're getting yourself into, Cleveland. But we love it because he won here. We love Baker. We love his cockiness. We love him grabbing his, you know, what in Kansas and planting the flag and all that kind of stuff and mm. doing the windmills down the field. And he played for us. So we loved it. But if you're going to be cocky, and you don't win, everybody's going to hate on you. And that's why. But it's don't you logical. feel he's calmed some of that down in the last couple of years on the field? Like, he's he doesn't. Now he's still on social media, and he's still doing progressive commercials and all these no, kind of stuff. He does do progressive People have made up their mind they don't like him. I mean, it's well, not going to change. That's not going to change. You're right there. Yeah. I really hope he goes to the Colts. Uh, but, I don't know. The Colts are trying to figure out if he's the right guy for them or not. 8 o'clock. We'll be back.